Hello everyone, happy Sunday. We are your Buttons Babes. I'm Alyssa Brayboy. I'm Alyssa Vasquez. And today we have the incredible Shahada Kareem. Hi everyone. She is a whole wellness entrepreneur through Habibi Body, Habibi Sport, Habibi Life, all of the things. You guys will often hear me screaming about the fuckery that she puts me through on my Instagram because it's it's a lot, but she's responsible for this and I love and appreciate her for it. So, so before we get started today, we just want to put up a little warning. Um, we're going to be talking about some things that may make people uncomfortable, so please prepare yourselves. Yes, some of us will be on the same page with some of these things. Some of us are not. We're going to be hearing them for the first time, but we agree like that that's what we're here for. We're here to learn, we're here to grow and move forward together. So with that, we are going to... Uh... We're going to do the push to start. So we start every segment with something that pushes our buttons in a good way, in a bad way, in an ugly way, indifferent, all of the above. This week, I think the most obvious push to start is the, the return of Roe v. Wade. Um, definitely push my buttons in a negative way, but something that really flipped that was the women and a few men thank you within my circle people who reached out just to like hey how are you doing um the apology the sharing of resources and like actionable items um because obviously this is upset for everyone but i think it's it's important not to just be upset about it and that's where i took my time to be like mad and whatever but um thanks to everyone who provided a resource to actually do something because we can't just be mad and, and not do something. So, um, what a fun button. Yeah, that was gonna be my push to start because I'm, but I'm gonna call an audible because, excuse my expression, but fuck this country. Um, and so I wanna talk about something exciting and happy. Y'all, I am obsessed with how well my hair has held up. <laughs> I it's need, true, it's true. I need some joy, okay? Don't, don't, no, I just, it's okay. I, I think this is her first time with braids, y'all. Yo, facts. I was, styles, <laughs> natural hair problems. I got you. This one just got braids, so allow her to be excited and yes, happy. I'm learning. Even if it was your billionth braid, I feel <laughs> like, like you no, excited about it. I haven't had my hair braided since I think I was seven. Wow. And so... I, I did not think it was going to last like this. I mean, granted, um, I need to get a bonnet. I don't have one. I've been using a silk pillowcase from Alyssa and literally wrapping my head in it. Ma'am. And I, j look. You have a bonnet? Leave me alone. I'm so drop your bonnet recommendations. We're going to excuse the lovely Alyssa Brayboy because she doesn't have a bonnet. Ma'am, I'm going to hook you up. Thank you. Like, we okay. Black owned, women owned, something. Let let yeah. me know. Not from Amazon. I'm, I will. Let's not. Yeah. Okay. But I'm loving the braids. It's going to happen again. Um, I'm, I apologize if I butcher her name, Ayano. I will drop her information in the um, description below. She hooked it up. She's incredible. Been doing hair for like 15, 15 years in Los Angeles. She came to the house got it done and was out i was like okay mm -hmm. um so that that was my push That's to start I, yes i'm it has been a week and a day it's getting a little rough it's gonna have to come out but um <laughs> it will be happening again y'all i'm i'm in love to be fair you've had a number of workouts we had an, uh, a premiere which is what it was for mm -hmm. but like you've really made it work for you you've oh, had seven workouts too. yes 
on the plane. Like, At least that I can account for. And it's since also you it's got your hair done. balls hot. So that part. It's been the hairspray and the toothbrush and the extra bobby pins. I was like, you are staying in here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that 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 is my push to start this week because I need some joy in my life. Um, Shahada. I didn't know I was involved in a push to start. <laughs> well, what is something Did that push, push your buttons this week? The thing that continually pushes my buttons is the response to calamity. Okay. That is a personal pet peeve um, because I am in a space where people use calamity, especially national or international calamity, to profit. So that's always a button for me. I'm constantly monitoring people in the spiritual space and in the wellness space who are using people's emotions and their inability to to sort their emotions in a responsible way as an opportunity to make a profit that is mm. a constant thorn in my side and it gets to the point where the word wellness is negative right it's so if you scandalous. say that you're in the wellness space people are like Ugh. Right? Mm. Because these human beings who have no credentials, no certifications, and, and a lot of times no real education in whole body wellness, in spiritual grounding, in mental health. And the thing that is really scary is that these, a lot of these people want to have the answers to everything. So they don't have the confidence to say, you know what? I don't know the answer to that question. Let I me refer you to a professional. Yeah. Here is a list of therapists you can talk to. These people specialize in A, B, C, and D. If you're going to be a wellness professional, you should also educate yourself about resources that you are not particularly an expert in. It's not about you. If you are going to help people, then help people. Stop worrying so much about helping yourself. So the most recent would be the overturning of Roe v. Wade. And of course, here comes the, my feed is flooded with outrage. And the reason that I put outrage in parentheses is because number one, I know some of these people personally. <laughs> number two, the outrage is designed to gather uh, reinforcements, right? To gather sympathy, to get sympathy likes, to get sympathy votes. Mm. And in the middle of this outrage, there is, oh, if you want to learn more, DM me oh. and let me tell you Sign up how you this. can heal yeah. yourself. Let me tell you, and I hate this word, let me tell you how to deal with your trauma. See, now trauma has become an evil word, it's a buzzword. right? Because it's... now everybody uses trauma to make a profit. It is a dangerous and scary practice, and it happens a lot among humans who are absolutely not qualified to give the advice or sell the product that they're hawking. Oh, so that is my button. Yes. Well, y'all is going to turn into a whole ass <laughs> other button. She going to be back. I feel it because, <laughs> ma'am, yes. But I, I love that you say it because I, I feel like it is so relevant to so much of what's going on, ways in which people make it about themselves, how they can profit, how they're pretending to help, but the shine is on them and they're like, oh, look what I did, look what oh, I did. What a great person I am. Yes. And they're very vocal about making sure you know that they did something. That they did it. Yes. Right? <laughs> and so y'all, that actually brings us right around to our button. Um, which is actually a follow-up from our previous episode, uh, Trojan 
Horse Allyship. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. So last week we talked about examples of Trojan Horse Allyship and our experience with it. And we talked about a particular agency and incident that we encountered. And a couple days after, said owner of the agency decided to take it upon themselves and contact me. Well, actually asked me if I could contact them. So I did. And immediately in the phone call, the response was, I can't believe you did that. I am heartbroken that you decided to talk about me in the agency in a public forum. And I can't believe that you think that I don't support women of color or people of color. I'm so hurt that you would do something like that to me. And I don't even, I wasn't even shocked. I was like, oh, but I was very angry about it. And so I just thought it was interesting and so wanted to bring some perspective and dive deeper and have a conversation about that whole experience and ways in which we can educate ourselves on both sides mm -hmm. on how to grow and be better, how to handle those things and talk about what, what performative activism is, what true allyship works looks like. And so that is what we have Shahada on for this week. And we're gonna, you know, educate ourselves, educate y'all, and just, yes, because I, I'm trying real hard to stay on my feelings, y'all, um, because it's not personal. It's something that did personally happen to me, but I'm like, okay, how can I take this? How can we grow? Um, how can we help others grow? But at the same time, I'm like, this is not, it's, I'm like, it's not the job. unfairness thing, it, it does, it does factor in, but you have to remember that performative activism is not personal. Okay, Performative what is... activism is activism that benefits the person who is performing. Right. Right? So they're not being awful to you. They're committing mm. an act that benefits themselves. It's performative. Okay. If you are ever concerned about whether or not something is performative, follow the money. Just follow the money. Oh. Who does this benefit? Okay. So if you have someone come out and do a whole spiel about, oh, I support LGBTQ plus people and I support non-binary people and I support women of color and I support indigenous people and I, 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 mm. but none of these groups that they're talking about, usually because they don't name a group, because they don't have any education about who needs the support. It's right. like, oh, look at my black friend. Oh, look at my gay Yes. Family. Right? Yes. So that's performative I'm activism. wearing the rainbow this week. I'm wearing a rainbow this week. My oh, nails have rainbows on them. My favorite meme was that poor meme of Bernie Sanders with the rainbow across the face and it said, it's June, so I too am gay. Again. Yes. Oh. I laughed so hard because I was like, that's everybody, right? That is every major corporation. We got rainbow flags flying. We got rainbow manicures, rainbow pedicures. I got folks walking around in rainbow full flag clothes, right? Knowing full well that at the end of June, all of this goes away. Mm. Before June started, it didn't exist. Right. Right? But now for the month of June, we're so proud. We support our people knowing full well that you didn't hire someone because they didn't fit your aesthetic. Right? When we understand 
who benefits, then we know whether or not something is performative. If you mm. want to support people of color, support them. Year-round you versus want to support, candles right. in February. Thank you. Right? Support them. What I want to hear from you in February is, I've been obsessed with this brand for at least the last two years. These people rock. Because the other thing that you want to do, don't want to do, because this is also performative, is you don't want to support businesses just because of who owns them. Mm. You want to support a business that puts out a kick-ass service yes. or a kick-ass product. Right? Quality. I don't want you to support me because I'm black. That's idiotic. And it's borderline offensive. I want you to support me because you like what I have. You yep. like what I have to offer. You think that there is value in what I put out in the ether. And you're interested in that. So you would like to support me. But I'm not interested in you being like, look at this black business that I supported. I'm so great. I'm so benevolent. I'm so wonderful. Right? That's performative. And it's not something that we should encourage. I know um, previously there was a dialogue that we should encourage this kind of stuff because it at least brings it to the forefront, at least if we can get eyes on the cause, you know, all publicity is good publicity, no, but it ends insane. up being very yeah. detrimental in the end. It ends up being terrible. You end up having companies that come out and say that they support gay rights, but suppress civil unions or medical leave for those humans who are in same-sex relationships behind the scenes where you, you don't get to see any of that, but out in front, they're flying that rainbow flag, right? Mm -hmm. Because we support, because they want those gay dollars. Yes, I was right? follow the money. Follow the money. Mm -hmm. They want those black dollars, so yay, look at how inclusive I am. They want those AAPI dollars, so look at how inclusive we are, right? We don't understand how much harm that ends up doing. I am now to the point when I get an email or a solicitation or I see something amazing on Instagram, I immediately go find out who owns the company. Mm, okay. Because I have fallen into so many traps of thinking that I am supporting indigenous people or I am supporting black people or I am supporting LGBTQ people and I'm not. There is a colonizing face behind it and they went and gathered all of these things and slapped a sticker on it and they were like, here, but there's no language. But what the problem is that there's also no language that tells you who this person is. You have to actually do research. They present as if a person of color is running the company, as if an indigenous person is running the company, as if a gay person is running the company. And then you do research and you're like, here's this couple, and I'm not picking on the state, but it's like, here's this couple from Utah, because this actually happened to me. And I was like, what? <laughs> you're like, wait a so minute. Surprised. When I went and looked at the owners and I was like, no, because I understand that your religion doesn't support yes. any of the things that, that you're selling. So oh, I'm that confused. is wild to me. To me, that's that's even worse. That yeah. is one step higher in terms of perf be performative in order to so that yourself can benefit. It's malignant. Like, it uh, is absolutely malignant. So how in that I, I'm I'm curious because I'm not I don't know if I did it wrong right whatever like I'm I'm learning y'all learning <laughs> how do you go about or is it even worth calling someone out for this type of behavior or do you just do you walk away do you leave it alone do you, like what I, it depends on the relationship mm. I 100% would predicate it on the relationship um, if you are very very close to this person 
and you think it's worth the conversation, then have the conversation. I think in your particular case, the reaction tells you everything that you need to know. That part. Because the other thing about privilege is that privilege does not necessarily have to come with responsibility. And people who have privilege, deep down they understand that. If you have privilege and you do something to someone who has less privilege than you, there's some consequences. It's true. We would love to believe that there are consequences. Mm -hmm. I am telling you that in business, particularly, there are no consequences. There are three companies I can name off the top of my head whose practices are absolutely heinous and they make more money than any other companies in this in this country. Okay? Mm -hmm. So privilege is something that you recognize that you have. Whether or not you choose to be responsible with that privilege is entirely up to you. And so people who have less privilege need to understand that. That's why I always say don't take it personally because they're okay. not doing it to you. They're doing it because they can. Right? I think we've talked about this before sometimes. I very much have been aware sometimes of like, well, I'm not going to get fucking in trouble for this, so let me be the one to go out of my way to be an asshole versus you. I'm like, you're going to get your hand slapped, so let me be the bad person here because who's going to say something to me versus you? Like, Right. The thing about privilege is that people who have it should allow access to people who have less of it. In my world, that would be traditionally able-bodied versus someone who is not traditionally able-bodied, Okay. right? So I have able-bodied privilege. I recognize it, I understand it. My body can do things that a lot of bodies that are as able as mine cannot do. But when, I, when a person comes to me with a particular ailment, with a particular issue, instead of me using my body and my privilege to be like, oh, just like bend your leg, right? I instead look at them, see what I can do for them, and go as far as I can go, and then refer them to someone who can take them further. Mm. Privilege should allow access for people with less privilege, right? That's how we get closer to power. So people who have privilege should be able to open doors to, to pull people through who traditionally don't have privilege. That means that as a cisgendered female, you would pull a non-binary female through. Right, you would start to help give access to someone who is traditionally blocked out simply because they're other, right? They're different. We also have privilege. Privilege is not just black and white. Mm -hmm. Privilege, it, it really covers the gamut in terms of who does and does not have access to central power. We know that the people who have the most access to central power are cis white males. We all know this, it's yep. not a secret, right? So. We would like for some of these men to be allies and open the doors so that a couple of us can come through and then we open the door and a few me for a few more can come through and we open the door and a few more can come through because equality does not mean that I'm taking something from you. Right. It means we're sharing. It yes. means that we are sharing as a collective. If we view equality as you are removing something that you technically shouldn't have complete access or complete power, you know, you shouldn't have complete control of anyway. But now we're talking about just the normal way that we behave in this country. If we see equality as it is and not as we are, then we are less likely to freak out about opening that door and letting some more people come through. That is what it means to be an ally. If you're an ally to someone, understand where you fit 
in the privileged space, right? We all fit somewhere in the privileged space. Right. And you understand sure, what share you the privilege wheel with us so we can kind of pinpoint where we lie on that privilege. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, that was the best one I could find. The one that I want, I can't find. That one is amazing. It's got all of these little things and it allows you to go through and be like, oh, okay, that, 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 that. And you put that together and you realize your proximity to power. Right. Oh. The one that I sent you was super rudimentary. It didn't it didn't have all of those wonderful little pegs. But the one when I learned anti-racism, when we did anti-racism training and gender equity training, that we had this chart and we literally had to find ourselves on the chart and put it all together and recognize our proximity to power. What I learned is that my proximity is a lot closer than I thought it was when I first went to that training. Interesting. I went to that training and I was like, oh, I'm a black Muslim female. I'm all the way in the corner, right? <laughs> I'm so beaten. I'm all the way in the corner. But then I factored in the fact that I'm an English speaker, and that's my first language, and I have yeah. the option of picking up French, Arabic, and Spanish, right. right? So now I can now I can switch. I factored in my education. I factored in my socioeconomic status. Mm. I factored in having two parents in the home that were both alive during my childhood. Oh, wow, yeah. This, this, um, when I tell you this chart was epic, (laughs) I started to factor in all of the things and I put it all together and I was like, holy crap, I'm a lot closer to power than I thought I was. And it is my responsibility to open doors for people who didn't score as high as I did because they are a non-English speaker, because they are indigenous and living on a reservation. So while part of me is indigenous, I don't live on a reservation. I live in Los Angeles in the middle of the city, right? So also my location matters. Mm. It matters that I live in a state that allows me to be loud and not, and no one will punish me for that. Right? It allows me to be opinionated and educated and an activist and no one punishes me for that because I live in a very permissive space. That also raises your score. And with that, I just got goosebumps, y'all. Um, as you're talking about figuring out how close your proximity to power is, also then how powerful you are mm-hmm. and the capable like what you are capable of doing. And y'all, I'm I just I have to shine some light on this woman because I because how she has taught me to be powerful and to accept and stand in my power and open the door for me to be like, listen, come on, come on, like stop. You are not as small as you think you are or you have allowed all of these other people to make you feel that you are. No, you are not that. Like you are powerful. And, and it is also a mindset thing in terms of like falling in love with yourself and your body and what you can do because there is so much we can do yes these terrible things happen like we get put in these situations that seem unfair and we take them personal but okay like pause take a beat breathe what can you do mm-hmm. what action can you take how about you like okay yes feel the feelings do the things like let it move through you but what you gonna do about it Start where you are. Yep. Use what you have. Do what you can. Mm-hmm. Right? That is typically the easiest, most actionable thing that I can tell anyone. I don't want to hear about where you are aiming for, and I don't want to hear about where you were. Mm. This is where we are right now. Mm-hmm. Start in your skin. You're in your skin in this moment. Start where you are. What do we have? Right. Right, right now. Okay, use what you have. Right? And then using what you have, do what you can. And mm. each day... That gets bigger. 
right? But we gotta at least be honest about the space that we occupy right now so that we can become our highest, healthiest self. But we gotta start here. Oh, God. I'm so happy you're here. I'm like, oh, oh my goodness, y'all. We starting where we are. We got the new space. Things are happening. <laughs> so like, I'm, I'm, I'm super jazzed about this. We will show you later, and I'm gonna rein it back in so we don't get off on a tangent. Um, yes, there is one more question that I wanted to dive into in terms of like, um, but I feel like we kind of just answer it in terms of like, like what you can do, like what we can do um, when in a situation where like um, uh, dealing with performative activism and like trying to figure out if someone's a true ally. Yes, I get it revolves around like the relationship with, that you have, but in terms of like, okay, well, um, cause I was faced with, you know, you could have called me. This should have been a call. It's not my job to call you. Mm. And the very first thing you should have said to me was, I'm sorry. I had no idea you felt that way. As an ally, you are always in the learning space. Mm. This is not about you. It will never be about you. You don't have the experience that I have in terms of You're not in, in my, my skin. skin. Mm -hmm. You're not in my skin. You have not lived my experiences, so you are here to learn. And what allies need to understand is that they're not going to get it right 100% of the time. They're probably going to screw up most of the say, time. Most of the time. Right. Something that is going to have meant to be, I was trying, I thought of you, this made me feel like whatever is still going to be like, missing the mark mm -hmm. it's still gonna be like well it's really cute that you did think that this was gonna help but like no buying candles from this person is not really helping this cause because actually you didn't research that it is a white fucking family in utah or like and this is like just because you're, you're donating to this cause like that doesn't help this other thing like that's you know sharing it on social media is not going to be like yeah cool here's a receipt but like I never share any of my actions on social media, and I don't do that for a reason. I don't do that because it's not about me. Mm. Yeah, that, that, that part. Like, do you want a sticker? It, like, why would you? I, I mean, it's not about me. The money that I give, the resources that I volunteer for, the the product, the, the copious amounts of product that I give away, no one knows about that. I am disinterested in anyone knowing about it. The organizations, the nonprofits that I give to. Don't really highlight it. I don't really care. That's not the point. I mean, I show right. up like in a list on that, like, you know, thank you too. Mm -hmm. Right. But I also don't put that on social media because mm -hmm. I don't want you to think of, look at how great I am. Look I'm what giving I've done. these things. Now, when I tell you that I support a company, 99% of the time, especially if it's someone that I speak about out loud, it's been at least 10 years. Mm. I've been donating to this nonprofit for 10 years. I've been supporting this company, and if I just learned about the company, like I just learned about Harlem Candle Company, then, you know, give me a couple of years with these yep. folks, and let me see how they do, and then you'll see me make some noise, mm. right? But a lot of, and maybe this comes from being a journalist, things with me have to pass a litmus test. Okay. They have to pass muster. I don't dive on causes because they're sexy today, right? Oh, and y'all, as we all know, diversity and LGBTQ community, like, the inclusivity is so sexy right now. Mm -hmm. Like, the, look at my gay friend, look at my black friend, look at my other, mm -hmm. right? Yes. We, we're, as, as performative allies, 
we would wear the thing, the cause, as an ornament, as an extra thing. I'm draping myself in the rainbow flag. I'm draping myself in, in Black Lives Matter. I'm, I'm wearing this as an ornament to show you what an amazing person I am. Just be amazing. Just, Just be amazing. Be, like, or Just support causes. Right. Or, well, I mean, they are. They are showing us, oh, you're that. Mm -hmm. I get it. Thank you. When actually, like, I, I love, like, the, the only phone call that should have been received was the, I'm sorry, I didn't know. How can I learn and be better? How, like, just listen. Can, can we talk about this? Because that's not what I was trying to do. I, like, I can't, and so... And yes. we, we just want to be clear that nobody is bashing white people. Nobody is bashing white that women. Part. I have totally, totally stereotypical a fuck ton of white friends, right? Most of whom I can also have these conversations with face to face. And the ones that I can't, I just, you know, navigate them a little more gently. I'm a little more gentle with them, but they, everybody knows who I am. Right. Everybody knows who I am. When I get text messages, most of the text messages, especially if it's something that's really, really upsetting, is, you good? Mm. Holler if you need me. Right, I'm here. That's an ally. You don't need to tell me how you feel. You don't need to insert yourself into the narrative. Check on your people. And that's it. And Check on your black friend when something terrible happened to black people. Check on your Muslim friend when something terrible happened to Muslim people. Check on your female friend when they overturned Roe versus Wade. You good? <sighs> You need anything? It's all it takes. You don't have to go out of your way. You don't have to spend a lot of energy or a lot of time or a lot of money and nobody needs to know about it. That part, the not needing to know about it. And sometimes y'all, the, the thing that is needed is space because we don't, we are feeling things and we're processing, we're trying to figure out what can we do, what work needs to be done. Like the, the, the constant, messaging and the, like the checking is nice but when someone says like i don't know i need a minute give them that give minute them space. because yes both things can be true you care you love about them but also like you need to listen to what they're asking for and actually give it to them um otherwise like you are then also making it about yourself like i, I told you what i needed and what i wanted and you are not you're not doing that you're trying to make yourself feel better, make yourself feel like you are, are there. And yes, it can, the intention is great, but it doesn't mean anything if what you're actually doing is inflicting harm. Right. And the same thing goes for the three of us, right? Technically, we fall in a minority space, but there are many places where we hold a lot of power mm -hmm. and we hold a lot of privilege. And that also means that when we come in contact with people who are less privileged than we are, that we don't make it about ourselves, right? Mm. By virtue of the fact that we fall into a minority category. So that's another trap, right? When you fall into a minority category, it does not give you the right to be an asshole. Damn. It does oh, not yes. give you the right. There are still places where you can punch down and it does not give you the right to punch down. Because I too am a minority, so I can say this. No, you can't. Mm. Have some respect. Right? So understand where you fall in proximity to power. Everyone falls somewhere. And for me personally, it was just such an education to find out how much closer I was than I thought I was. Because I had lived in the black Muslim female space for a really long time. I was a token for a very long time when I worked at network television. I started working in network television in the mid 90s. So I was like the only little face of color 
I was mostly like the only old female. We might have had four females in there and two of them were secretaries. And definitely was the only Muslim. Right? Definitely people would be like, eh, what? Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. What's happening? And I started in Fresno. If you know anything about Fresno. <laughs> Okay, so I was definitely a token, and I spent a lot of time in that token space. So I ended up with a token mentality, mm-hmm. right? I'm oppressed. Yep. I'm downtrodden. I'm a minority. I need special care, right? And then I was like, actually, you're smart, you're strong, you're able-bodied, <laughs> right? You have access to resources. As a journalist, I have access to resources that most people don't have access to. I have access to copious amounts of actual information, not bullshit that yeah. you find on the internet, mm-hmm. but actual facts, actual confirmable facts. That's power. Mm. And when you understand that, you get off your high horse a little bit. And right. like, oh, I can. I am like it, it becomes the I am and like what can I do for hopefully what can I do for others, not what, yes. what can How I do many for myself. More people can I bring with me? Mm-hmm. Right? So and and that was that is a choice that I personally made when I realized how much privilege I had and how much power I had. I was like, Oh, I can share this with people. Yes, let's go. I can like, lift some folks up. We can do this together. Let's just, everybody, let's have a big happy family, a big happy community, and let's do this together because we don't, none of us is an island, and we don't get there by ourselves. We have to take people with us. We have to invest in each other. And I, uh, maybe this, whatever. I was going to say, because <laughs> I'm just going to say, y'all, we're here. It's a safe space um, because without doing that and bringing people with us so much of the people that have the power they want to keep the power and they want to keep us in that mindset that we don't that we're not as close as we think that that they know that we are it's like oh wait a minute oh we the people in numbers we can affect change when we organize and rally together and do things instead of being snipey and petty and poking at each other about shit that doesn't matter. Yup. It's like, that's what they want us to do. To be distracted about, oh, well, I'm this minority or I'm, I'm over here. Right. And we're like, no, actually, y'all, we, we all have a lot more in common and want the same thing than we actually realize. If you would just take a beat and realize, like, that we're closer. Get away from I. Yes. Right. Thank you. That's what I was getting right. at. And... I'm gonna since we're already in the same space and we're gonna I'm gonna approach something super 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 sensitive, right? Which is also shading. So technically, oh. the darker you are, the further you are away from, you are yes. from power, yeah. right? We might pick a few tokens and be like, "Look at this person; they're successful and they're dark skinned It's horseshit, mm-hmm. right? We already know that the more melanin your skin, the further you get away from them. Mm-hmm. So like people who present one way but may be ethnically made up of a different way have more power than a person who absolutely presents as ethnic right Mm -hmm. there is privilege in that and when we understand what our privilege is and and even if we take it with a grain of salt my favorite story is about a client of mine i won't mention her by name she's sort of famous but she put it out there and that's why i thought it was so freaking funny so i'm on instagram one day she's screaming and hollering she's pissed off because she's black right her girlfriend is white. Oh, yes. And they were house hunting. And they had already had a house. They were trying to upgrade. Um, they got a little money in their pockets, right? When you first see them, you don't think that, right? You just think it's like this. You know, this husband couple of them come to see you. It's they not a big are. deal. Yep. They just are, right? So they go look at this house. And the realtor 
will not make eye contact. She will not speak to them, but she is speaking to everyone else. And she had sent her girlfriend in first. And this is the part Ooh. that I thought was so freaking funny, right? So she sends her white girlfriend in there first. And her girlfriend is walking around and picking up things. And the woman, the realtor, is still not really engaging with her. Still not really. But the straight couple that came in, she was all over them, mm-hmm. right? Would you like a cookie? Here's some information. Look around. So my crazy client, because she's fearless, walks in with her phone on. And she looks at her girlfriend. She said, you had one job. (laughs) Your job was to ease the racist so that we could look. (laughs) I'm dead. I was dying. I was like, I love you so much. She was like, you literally had one job. She was like, and her her girlfriend was like, hey, look, my whiteness didn't work this time. We tried. (laughs) I did what I could. What did you want? There was this this couple over here. Like, I was trying. I was really trying. So... My client goes through with her phone and she's like, look at this shit. And she says, and this woman over here, she puts the camera on the the realtor who's not paying attention, who's literally sitting there like reading a magazine. This is the realtor. Never buy anything from her. She is racist and she is anti-gay. She would not make eye contact with my girlfriend. She would not speak to her because my girlfriend presents a little butch. Right, but she would also not deal with her and not speak to her, so you know she wasn't talking to me. But then she turns the camera. This white couple over here, she was all over them. They had the cookies. I was Ooh. literally sitting in the corner and I'm on my phone by myself. But I was just what like, are you hiding oh from? No, no. She can oh make it see me. <laughs> I'm hiding from the entire video, even though I am in the safety of my home on my phone looking at this video, and I was like. We should all be so brave. Oh, oh. to call out. Yeah, the because call it's it embarrassing out. for the person who is the the realtor at that point. It's like she called oh, her she, out by name. She, she learned like, today. She learned she that is. This is her website. She does. She is not inclusive. I would not recommend purchasing property from her. And then they went off and got a fantastic, fabulous house with a full view of downtown. I see it. It's beautiful. The house is. Amazing. And then they did like these full upgrades. So it's just epic, right? But it was really a lesson about not just judging a book by its cover, not just judging a book by its orientation or its skin color, but also judging its bank account. Hello? Like, you do not know who people are. And it's funny the way that attitudes and people change the moment they find out. It's like, oh, shit. So yeah, you fucked up. One of my favorite places that I used to shop back when I was when I used to throw a ton of disposable income away was Neiman Marcus. And there's a reason for that. I would go into Neiman Marcus looking homeless. I'm talking like just taught three classes, crazy, sweaty, didn't smell my best, clothes just halfway hanging on. And these people would fawn over me. How can I help you? What oh, can I do for you? Okay. Blah, 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 blah. Like, despite the fact that I look tragic, I'm over here in Beverly Hills looking a whole entire hot ass mess, right? And there were a few places in inside the store that I would definitely patronize because those people were the nicest. Mm-hmm. And I remember one of them told me, oh, honey, it's Beverly Hills. You never know who the fuck somebody is. Damn. You don't know who's walking through this store. Yeah. You, we don't discriminate. She said, that's a Neiman Marcus policy. We don't discriminate. We don't care. She was like, the richer the area, the crazier people look. But yeah, because they just want to be comfortable. They, they want to be left alone. I need to pick up a $10,000 purse. 
I need to go pick up some five thousand dollars. The Xanax moms. Yes. Yeah. Like this is it's a thing, right? And I love when she explained it to me, and she was just like, "Listen, we don't know who's coming through here. We treat everybody well. Mm. Everyone gets treated well in this store. That is policy." We don't mess around. And I took that with me. I was younger mm. when I when I learned this lesson and I took that with me. And that lesson was reinforced by a woman I work with who said to me, be kind. Because you never know who someone is and you never know who someone is going to be. Oh, yes. I have been witness. Karma has been so kind to me. And I have been witness to the comeuppance of certain people. Like, I've seen it happen and I'm like, oh, I know what that is. I know why that happened, and I'm so thankful that I got to witness that mm. because we know that universally we seek balance, right? Yep. That if something is too high and something is too low, eventually these things are going to have to meet somewhere, mm. right? We all understand that, and we've seen examples of that over and over and over again. So if you're in a position of privilege and you're in a position of power, be very clear about the humans who have less power and less privilege than you because you never know who someone is and you never know who someone is going to be. And your act of kindness, your act of allowing someone access can allow that person to bloom and to become truly great. Yep. It just takes one hand to be like, you know what, I got you, come on. Let's go. We come on in this room. Mm -hmm. Come on to this party. Come do this thing with me. The way I even started with some of the partnerships I had were casual mentions. Hey, I have this friend who's doing this thing. It looks like y'all might be a good match. You think you might want to check it out? And then boom, I have a lifetime partnership with a company or with an organization or an entity that is not just beneficial in terms of dollars, but also beneficial in terms of access. The more mm. access they give me, the more access you I can have, give people. And then you can, yeah. And, and the, some of the companies that I love the most are the ones who ask me, is there anyone you think could benefit? Is there anyone you think like you might want to, that is how you use your privilege. And that that's is allyship. how you use your power. That's mm. how you become an ally. And all of these people are white, right? <sighs> so let's be clear that we are not picking on a specific race we are picking on bad apples in every race yes yes because there are some assholes in every they out there like it doesn't it, it don't matter like they exist it's there and oh i love all of this y'all we will we could sit and go and dive deeper into this but we gotta we gotta keep it streamlined because y'all know we like to go off on tangents. And so we are actually, we're gonna switch gears and we are going to press push, replay. The, I always push, press, yes. It's pu push, replay. And y'all, again, trigger warning for this specific comment. It's beautiful, it's a little heartbreaking. Uh, uh, the trigger warning for the trigger warning for this is going to be sexual assault. So if that's gonna be an issue for you, just pause here and, and give us 10 minutes. Yes. Um, so this comment comes off of our Accepting Anger live video from a couple yes. weeks ago. Um, this is from our follower, um, Drea. I don't have my glasses on. Do you want me to read it? Okay. Also, this is kind of yeah, it's the, to you. Uh, yes. So, y'all, um, first of all, proud as fuck of you, Alyssa. It's really hard to process trauma that happens to us at what may seem like a more stable part of our lives. 
I hate that it happens to strong individuals like us, but it does, it doesn't take from our value. I was raped in Miami this past March and it took me forever to actually admit that it happened. I barely admitted it to a girlfriend two weeks ago. I felt so ashamed, like, wow, Andrea, did you learn nothing from the last incident? It wasn't until I hit an emotional bottom with a friend that I was able to properly heal from it all. One of my trauma responses is wanting to love on the first person that comes into my life after a traumatic event. They break my heart and my natural response is to be angry. My anger is never at them though and always at myself. The truth is I use them as a distraction or as a pillar of strength, one that I already had inside of me but was too scared to activate it. I allow myself to be manipulated by weak men in order to feel safe, so to speak. After an assault, I feel like I'm stunned and powerless, so it's really easy for me to fall prey to fuckboy traps. But anyway, after all the bullshit I put myself through, I realized that anger and sadness that I felt and feel is my fire, it's my power, my fuel for my music. I once had a coworker tell me that only those who have experienced true pain can sing like the greats, and frankly, that's me. I am meant for greatness, and so are you. You know this. You feel it inside of you. Keep it up, ladies. Keep pushing those buttons. I'm always rooting for your success. Dre. First of all, Dre, thank you so much for sharing such a personal thing in a public space. I know it is not easy and it fuels a lot of what we do here at Buttons in terms of having those uncomfortable conversations and letting people know that they are not alone and that the things that you go through and that you feel like you can talk about them in a safe space and to, to build community and just to, like all of that. We appreciate you so much and, and thank you because yes, I definitely relate to everything in what you said, especially like using like that experience, like it making, like blaming, putting the blame on yourself in terms of like, for me, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, Alyssa again? And how did this happen? What did you, and it's, I always, blame myself I do you always shame yourself but I'm also aware of the role that I played in that situation I held space for that individual did I ask for that thing absolutely fucking not and it doesn't excuse the disrespect yes and so I I'm like damn like shame on them absolutely they own it a hundred percent yes that's not what your conversation with yourself concerns your conversation with your, yourself is a growth conversation mm -hmm. how can I learn from this mm -hmm. how can I grow from this at the same time does this suck yes am I angry absolutely do I feel helpless right now even though I know that I'm not yes both things can be true mm -hmm. but when we start to have those self conversations it shouldn't be I'm a terrible person I'm so stupid I'm so awful I can't believe this happened to me again. That's unproductive. That doesn't yep. serve anything, right? The question is, what are we gonna do about this? Right. This is where we are. This happened again. So if it, there's an again word, then we know that somewhere we have some work to do, right? What's happening? How can we grow from this? And I fuck the person who did the mm -hmm. harm, right? That's not your concern. You leave that hot potato with that person. Mm -hmm. Don't take on any of that that doesn't belong to you. You're in a space where you can grow and educate yourself. And I've learned, like, thank God, learned. I'm like, oh, 
that's where my hang up is in terms of like talking about it and putting it out there. It's the again. It's the the accepting this is where we are. This is where you are, mama. Like you don't like it. No one like no one wants to be a victim or no like oh this thing happened happened to me. Like no no it didn't no it didn't nothing like I'm fine it's fine I'm fine. No, you're not fine because the same shit keeps fucking happening. So you need to accept where you are because it's where you are. And if you don't, you just gonna stay there and the same thing is gonna keep happening. So if you do not sit in this uncomfortable, icky fuckeriness, it's going to perpetuate itself. And what did we say when you were in that space? Go talk to professionals. Yep. Talk to somebody. Yes. You would talk to me and I'm like, I don't have the credentials for this, <laughs> right? You need. I am not qualified to responsibly give you direction. I can mm -hmm. be your friend. You can cry. Right. We can talk. We can. But we need to go get some help. We need to go get some professionals. So, yay, one of my clients is a clinical therapist. Yes. I love her so, 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 so much. Love our community. And instantly I'm like, girl, we need some help. And she's like, I can't take care of this either, but I got 10 people. And that's how we yes. create community, right? I love had it. access to me. I had access to our friend. She yeah, had access to a bunch. person who could actually help. And y'all, your girls in therapy is going great. Love, shout out to my therapist and the, and the group and brain spotting. That's the modality that we're trying. Yo, y'all watch out because a bitch got boundaries. Um, so everyone who thought that I like, or everyone who met me when I didn't have boundaries, I know you guys don't like it. I don't give a fuck. Fuck you. Like, I'm I'm loving all of this. Evidence of that is today's episode. Oh. Because the person that you have this issue with knew you when you could be bullied. Oh. Which is why you got the call. Yes. Because yep. you used to be really easy to push around. You used to be easy to make feel small and guilty and, and responsible for something that you did not have to take responsibility for. I would have been for. saying, sorry, oh my God, you how can I fix it? Right, for the harm that someone did to you. So that call is evidence of a person knowing that they can make you small, that they can bully you. Not only did you not apologize, not only did you push back, you're like, actually, we're going to have a follow-up to this episode and we're going to be really loud about this and we're going to shine a light on this. Because you don't get to bully me because you can't deal with resp taking responsibility for your actions. Accountability feels like an attack when you are unable to take responsibility for your actions. Mm. And so because of that, y'all, we all got to learn today. We all had to have the opportunity to sit in uncomfortable conversations, to learn a little something, to grow, and, and just hopefully pass that on because the upside down that we live in right now it is very necessary um that we bind to is that, is that the word i'm looking for bind together and um but but yes we come together that and yeah. and learn because we're we're all in the learning space and shada thank you so much for saying that in terms of like not even just like we are all allies of something and yeah. it's like we are all pushing the collective forward and so guess what like i'm not always going to get it right Alyssa's not always going to get it right shahada's not always going to get it right but we going to try and figure it out and learn from it and do better next time doesn't mean you can't do better like you're not going to get it right out of the gate every time i get it wrong all the time i told you specifically about my friend who will even say a hey, yo too much mm -hmm. 
take it down a couple thousand notches, calm yourself, <laughs> right? Right, because this is not about you. And I'm that like, part, you know what? You're right. I got you. How can I help? Yes, and we need. What do you need? Need more people like that. But like, to, that is how to properly respond in certain spaces. Is like, oh, you know what? You're right. Thank you for telling me about myself. Or and like bringing this to my attention and but yeah, it's it's not about us, y'all. And so that is our button of the week. The amazing Shahada Kareem. Can you let the people know where to find you? What else you got going on? You can find me by googling my name. Um, <laughs> I'm not a person yes. who hides behind special cute handles. I'm too old for that. Um, so Shahada Kareem, just spell Google. my name out. S H A H A D A. K-A-R-I-M. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, but I don't use LinkedIn. So if you send me a message, I'm not going to get it for six months. Um, eventually, I'll be like, oh, you have 999 messages. Crap. Like, I hope none of it was timely because I screwed up. Right? I almost never check them. But the easiest way to find me, honestly, is in DMs. I always answer DMs. And we do that for business purposes because if I put something up that's a movement thing or something up that's a nutrition thing, a lot of times people have a question right away. And so they'll DM me and it'll ping and I'll be like, oh, I actually have the answer to this question. Or if I don't have the answer to this question, I'll be like, check this person out or check out this resource or read this book because it helped. So just Google my name. Also, Shahada has something for you all. And then as I'm saying this out loud, I'm trying to figure out how to make it happen. So we're going to use the word Habibi for Habibi body. What we need you to do is go ahead and... Uh, make sure you're following buttons, following Shahada, and send buttons a DM. Um, With the word Habibi. Yes. Boom. There it is. And we are going to, I think Alyssa and I got a little something too, don't we? Where yeah, is it hiding? Oh, oh right boom. Yeah, they are. Boom. So this <laughs> is what you guys will be getting. Whoever does it first, I, we will make sure to screenshot so it's fair. Or, Time check. Yeah, we're going to do all of the things to... To, oh my yeah, god! I got that on there pretty good. Yeah, you do. I'm like, I offered to have you take it off first. No, they didn't want to disturb it, so they have no idea what's in there. The packaging. Okay, though. so this is a luminous oh. essence. Oh yes. All kinds of all kinds of things in this. Oh, um, new. It's not um, shipping until July 9th, so you'll have access to it first. And what you all have is what's called the discovery kit. So you have a small cleanser and a small essence. This will get you started. Perfect for summer because it's balls hot. Perfect yes. for summer. And it's fine for sensitive skin. It is brightening. Okay. It is hydrating. And it is disinfecting. So for those of us so, with acne. Yes. So if you have acne, if you have sensitive <laughs> skin, even if you that have dry skin so because there's birch water in it and it equalizes your skin. This is the birch water stuff yes, you've been making? Oh my goodness, this woman is, she is a magician. magician. It's also vegan and cruelty free. Yes, oh my because I'm vegan. Even though every now and then, if you see me with something leather, listen, it's something that I had 10 years ago. Okay? It's vintage. I don't want to hear anything. Oh. Because I get DMs sometimes with somebody who saw a picture of me and they're like, is that vegan leather? I'm like, it's 20 years old. Cut me some slack. Right, it was, it was before. <laughs> I have not bought a leather product in at least 10 years. 
at least if not longer because I was exploring becoming vegan before I actually became vegan. And I realized that it's not just about the food you eat. Mm, Y'all, amazing. Check it out. If you like, go ahead and enter the drawing for this. Um, Habibi in the buttons DM. Make sure you're following buttons and Shahada Kareem. Because we will check. Yes. <laughs> and um, yes, we will catch you next week. Thank you so much for joining us. Give me a second while I slide off of this couch. Don't forget to like on this uh, like the video comment subscribe to our channel also slide over to instagram to uh follow shahada's channels uh like some of her stuff there's a lot of great content recipes etc oh yes um and stay tuned for next week y'all this is just the tip of the iceberg y'all don't even know okay we will see you next time <laughs> bye